around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you have joined us today. We're right back here again on Terry Mize Ministries Podcast, and we want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. (laughs) And we are just so grateful for this marvelous season of the year. I've been looking and being reminded just in my own heart about, I think it's Psalm 67, where it says, God crowns the year with his bounty. And this marvelous, wonderful, holy season is just the, the way to do it. And we're grateful for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he brings hope to the world. And um, there's just so many great things we could we could all say about how good the Lord has been to us. Uh, But we want to share with you these things that we feel like will be very, very helpful in your busy, busy, fruitful, productive life on earth, your good fight of faith and the focus that you need to have. So uh, if you have time, text a friend, tell them we're on the air talking to you right now. And uh, we're we're right here at terrymize.com and we are here for you. So just remember, you can always go to our website and get all the archived podcasts. Put yourself through Bible school free for nothing <laughs> and learn from the word of God. Then our monthly newsletter is there. All of our products are there. Our schedule is there. And we just look forward to hearing from you. If you've got testimonies or prayer requests, we want to be a part of that with you and join our faith with you. Well, darling, let's just begin and talk to the folks about the good things we know Jesus brought to the earth for them. Well, sure. I was just sitting here thinking about you opening the podcast by saying Merry Christmas. You know, a year ago we were told in this great... Uh, land of the free and home of the brave by our last administration and president. We were told you can't say that. Of course, we said it anyway. We said it loud and proud, but uh, we were told, no, no, you don't say Merry Christmas. You say Happy Holidays. You don't have a Christmas tree. You have a holiday tree and blah, 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 ad nauseum, regurgitation, (laughs) so on and so forth, Uh, which certainly reminded me of every communist country I've ever been to over the years. I remember in yes. 1959, January the 1st, Sadly so. 1959, President Fidel Castro became the president of Cuba. And right. one of the first things he did is he said, uh, there is no Christmas. You will not say Feliz Navidad or Merry Christmas. You will my not my. have a tree. You will not have lights. You will not sing the songs. Uh, you will work in the sugarcane fields like always, like every other day. My Christmas goodness. is not a holiday. Christmas is not a holy day. So it's no different than any other day. Mm-hmm. And so, Renee, for 45 years, Silent Night was silent That's for sure. <laughs> in Cuba. They did not celebrate Christmas for 45 my, my, my. years and were forbidden to have a, a Christmas song, uh, a Christmas light, a Christmas tree, or to say Merry Christmas. And that was the sad, sad ugly place that uh, our last administration was trying to take America into and to to not say Merry Christmas. And of course, I was standing up yelling from the housetops as you were (laughs) uh, to every every voice of ministry that we had and every church we ministered in that you better say Merry Christmas. And if somebody says Happy Holidays to you, you say Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Uh, And you know, of course, uh, we all know the story. I've told you the story how in 2004 and also in 2005, uh, I took a Christmas tree into yes, Cuba did. with yes, the invitation of the Cuban government. And they asked me, I had offered to bring them a Christmas tree. I said, let it be a, a, a gift from the from the Christians of America to the people of Cuba. 
And uh, we, so the government of Cuba said, well, would you come and put bring a Christmas tree? Would you decorate it? Would you have a Christmas tree lighting That's such ceremony? A story. And would you tell us the Christmas story? Yes. And of what course, a <laughs> I wondered, uh, do they know what the Christmas story is? Because in 1963, President Castro declared Cuba an atheist state, a state that does not believe in God, and a communist state. Hmm. And so uh, I thought, I'd wonder if they know what the Christmas story is. So I went <laughs> in and. My son Lynn was with me, and then several friends, and we went in. and And uh, thanks to our partners, our partners helped us. Partner churches helped us. Uh, Tia Osborne called me, and he said, "Terry, I just heard what you're going to do." And he said, "I believe." In fact, I knew when T.L. Osborne when I saw on my cell phone it was T.L. Uh, I grabbed a, a a napkin from the table where I was sitting eating lunch just before I was leaving Miami for Havana. And uh, I, I just wanted to write down whatever he said. I knew it would be powerful. I knew that I wanted to remember it. And so he made this statement. He said, Terry, I believe that you taking a Christmas tree to Cuba is a significant step for the reopening of Cuba to the oh, gospel goodness. of Jesus Christ. Well, that was certainly and, true. Yeah, and, mm. and of course, he, he prophesied that. And of course, right. we see here all these years <laughs> later, that's true. That, that's and a, uh, thank God Cuba has opened up to the gospel. Not like it ought to, but it's opened. And... Um, and then Gloria Copeland called me, I mean, almost at the same time. And she said, Terry, I just heard, you know, here we are in America being told not to have mangers, not to have nativity scenes, not to say Merry right. Christmas. And here you are, you're taking a Christmas tree, the very symbol of Christmas itself, uh, <laughs> to a communist atheist so country that doesn't yes, celebrate Christmas yes, yes. and taking it there. And so we did that in, two, in 04, we did it again in 05. And I never had to do it again. People come to me all the time and say, oh, Brother Terry, are you still taking Christmas trees to Cuba? And I said, no, I don't need to anymore. Need After to. I did it two years, yeah, uh, all of a sudden, it, it blew a hole in what the yes. devil had done. That's and right. uh, now if you go to Cuba at Christmas time, you'll see Christmas trees and Christmas lights. And you'll hear, you'll hear Christmas carols. And you'll, That's right. you'll hear people say, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad. You know, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And so... Uh, you know, what we did is we, we, we moved the post back. Most of you that listen yes. to me know I preach a sermon. I was just uh, about to say that Don't move the post that the fathers have said. Yeah. That's the a memorial stone. That's a memorial stone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so what happened is 45, uh, back in, in, in 59, they moved the post way over and said, right. no more Christmas. Well, we've moved right. it back. Yes. And said, Merry Christmas. Praise <laughs> God. Well, we want to encourage so I don't know what else you asked me, but that's what I was thinking when I when you no. started off with Merry Christmas. But that's where my brain went. I wanted you to tell that today because of the fact that we people just need to be bold in their stance for the Lord and, and, and be bold about saying Merry Christmas. Not not sarcastic, not crude. No, not, but bold. Yeah, and not combative with someone no. else, but just sincerely. Um, I've just made a point to every, you and I did a little bit of, we were out amongst the English doing a little bit of Christmas shopping the other day. And I, I just made a point to look everybody in the eye and just say, thank you. As the clerk was leaving or giving us our check out. And I just say, thank you. And Merry Christmas or Hey, whoever was standing around you and I both, we're just making sure that people understand this is a specific oh, yeah. Event that oh, we're and everybody that about. said happy holidays yeah. to me, I said, oh, no, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, and, you know, we mark our time by that birth. Sure we it, do. It is a our calendars are marked by it. I, I preach that <laughs> for mind. years. Your calendars are marked by <laughs> the birth of Jesus. I know. It's if, so laughable to think. Every holiday you get off from your boss at work, you yeah, can thank Jesus for it. You can thank Jesus, exactly. <laughs> I always tell the atheists, just thank Jesus for getting off at Easter time. Just thank Jesus for getting off at Christmas time. Just, and Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, absolutely. there's just so many things that the freedom that he whom the Son has set free is free, is free indeed. And everything you and I talk about this 
constantly that, that we believe. Now, that you, we don't have, you know, thus saith the Lord on that, but Terry and I definitely believe that the same evil, mean spirit out of hell that oh, tried yeah, to demon. bring... Yeah, demon, political correctness into the world and politics and nations is the same spirit that has tried to shut the church up, uh, try to make us be so politically correct uh, that we're so seeker sensitive, we're so hungry not to offend anyone and, and expose the power of God to well, them. Well, Billy Graham said uh, yes, uh, last year, good, the year before, he said, we're living in an America where we don't want to offend anybody but God. But God. And I tell that's you what, pretty sad, you know, isn't it? and you and I are going by but the thank verse. Thank God that's and, changed. Yeah. And thank God, most of us as Christians, we're going by the scripture that says, let God be true and every man you a liar. Believe it. There's and no so, God like Jehovah. Yeah, there is. And there's those declarative statements that, that our God is God, that there is a God that so loved the world. Well, you know, we've been saying a lot and talking about just among ourselves, the two right. of us about this a whole lot that christians today must have the fierceness yes i mean the fierceness battle ready of an old testament, testament warrior, warrior a blood warrior <laughs> and then yet have the gentleness yes. and the meekness and the kindness and the That's love right. and the grace and the forgiveness of a new testament believer right you're poli- you're sent here to police the earth absolutely with the goodness of god we're, we're, we're the fierceness of an old testament warrior right. but yet we're not going to pull our sword out and kill them no. Uh, we're, we're going to have the gentleness and kindness and the love and forgiveness of a New Testament <laughs> That's believer. That's right. But we're not going to back down on what no, we believe. No. We're going to be fierce right. in defense of Jesus. To fierce because in, in, in the publishing of the gospel of Christ. Fierce That's in rescuing right. people from hell. Fierce in, in rescuing people that are on their way to hell because of a false god, false doctrine, false demon. We're not going to just sit Lies by and, the and watch them slip yes. into hell for eternity. We're going to be fierce about it. No, that's right. Because, you know, as you were saying there, our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not wrestling Absolutely. with flesh and blood. We're not against people. Yeah, but, but they're we, mighty. <laughs> but, but, you know, our mighty weapons that we have over in the realm of the spirit are what will stop the mouths of men that are being driven by demons of and course. people that are being driven driven by demons that have been, I mean, Jesus said that Satan has blinded the eyes of those that would come to the truth. Sure. And he's tried to keep the world blinded, keep keep politicians blinded, keep uh, everything in America blinded, and then intimidate the church and stop you from talking. Well, and he's done it in the old communist fashion, Renee. Uh, I never thought I'd see this day in America. Never, 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 but it's here. Uh, and yet it didn't, it doesn't, the method doesn't surprise me because I've seen it right. in communist worlds in that. my 50 years mm-hmm. of missionary uh, sure. uh, travels around the world. Right. But I never dreamed I'd see it in America. He, he's doing it by, by stopping the schools from teaching the truth. Forbidding the schools to tell the children and changing the school books and right. changing history. So that our children are raised in school not knowing the truth of right. history, not the knowing wisdom. the truth of what happened, yeah, right. not knowing the, the wisdom of what has happened. That's and right. so they don't, they don't get the truth. And when they're not told that, uh, say even in the subject of, uh, of sexuality, when they're right. told that homosexuality is great and transgender is great and all this stuff's great, uh, but they're not, they are told the stuff's great, but they're not told that uh, it's wrong. No, that's and right. so when they grow up not hearing that there's two sides to the story, not hearing that something's wrong, then they just assume what school told them is right. right. And yet for the first time in history, what school tells them is not right. Well, and, and therefore besides, they grow up uh, not only unlearned, not only ignorant, ignorant yeah. but dangerously in peril right. of not taking the path of light 
but taking the path of dark because they've not been offered the path of light. They've just said, hey, this path over here is the only path there is. And that's a sad, sad thing. That's why that's why I think you and I love telling the Christmas story every year. That's right. And going back to the Bible, to the birth of Jesus, and see what God said, and, and see what uh, the angel said, and see what was on Joseph's mind, and see that's what Mary exactly said, right. and see what old priest uh, Zachariah said, and what Elizabeth <laughs> said, oh, and uh, concerning yes. the birth of Jesus, and then the birth of John the Baptist. Well, you know, it's just, it's so important that that story gets told and continues to be told, like we you've been preaching out of Psalm 78, that we've got to tell the children. Oh, absolutely. But this classroom doesn't even have the Ten Commandments up there anymore to say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is right. Sure. You know, th- th- there well, are and, no and, choices. And, and the devil's even getting help from the church. Oh, yeah. Because the devil sold the idea to the church that the Ten Commandments are wrong. Oh, so now all the silly little goofy Christians are yelling, law is bad, law is bad, law is bad, let's hate the Ten Commandments. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. That's I've said for, ridiculous. I have said for decades, Renee, when Christians have come to me, and they he said, Brother Terry, don't you know that Jesus did away with the law? And I said, oh, really? Which one did he do away which, with? My next question let's is, go, which Let's go one? look at the Ten yeah, Commandments right. and say, which one's not good anymore? That's let's right. see. Thou shalt not kill. Oh, no, it's okay to kill people that's now. Right. They say, oh, no, Brother Terry, it's not. I said, well, that's what you just said. You said that we want to do away with the, the law. It's bad. <laughs> but yet, which one are we going? did Jesus do away with? You said Jesus got rid of it, my which, of course, goodness. isn't what the Bible says at all. The right. Bible says Jesus didn't come to get rid of the law. He came, came to, to fulfill, fulfill it. it. Came to fulfill right. the law. And uh, so I said, well, what, what about thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal? It's okay to steal now? No, Brother Terry, it's not okay to steal. Well, you, you, you know, it's, uh, is adultery wrong? Well, sure, adultery is wrong. Well, you know, which, which one of these Ten Commandments has Jesus done away with? No, which one right. of them do we not honor that's anymore? Right. Well, we honor them all, of course. That's and right. I try to tell people over the years, and, you know, some people can hear and some people can't. Jesus said over and over and over, he that hath an ear. Let him hear. But, you know, the same things God didn't like in the Old Testament, Renee, he doesn't like today. It's just the good news is he doesn't kill you for it anymore. (laughs) Used to if you committed a sin, uh, transgressed the law, they just stoned you to death. If a teenager smarted off to his parents, they just took him outside the city and stoned him to death. But, you know, of course, that made nicer kids. But, uh, you know, and if a prophet prophesied the wrong thing, it didn't come to pass. You just stoned him to death. But uh, now Jesus took the penalty for us. He said, Father, I'll die. God said, the soul that sins must die, and I require blood. Jesus said, well, I didn't sin, but I'll die, and I'll give the blood. And so now, instead of us dying, he died. And so he paid the penalty for us. And so now we can repent. That's why God's given us grace. Thank God for grace. We can repent. We can, of course, the church tells you today, don't repent. You know, it's, it's like the devil's getting help from the church. No, that's right. Yeah. And it, they tend to think that even things that I was going to comment about what Paul said, that the wages of sin is death. And in the old, te- you know, there in Genesis, when God was showing them the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, sure. you know, God's original plan, as you were talking about the classroom and what they're trying to tell kids now, the original plan of God was that we would not even know about evil. No, of course not. His concept was it's over there. There is that opportunity, but I don't even want you to have to know that. It's like I didn't even know about it, things about perverted sex and things like that until I was, I may have been even out of high school before I ever even heard about a homosexual. Well, your kids hear <laughs> about it on, on television and on sitcoms and in movies right. every day. Right. And and those levels of of things moving out of the balance of what God created things to be. And nobody hates anybody. We love everybody. Sure, of course. But God's concept of the higher standard of life. And well, that's know, what and immediately God's if always we say, tried to bring. Is immediately if Christians say, um, 
that they don't believe in homosexuality or it's wrong or they don't think it's right, right. immediately one of uh, one of the the people from the other side of the line will say, "Oh, you're trying to kill us. Or you're trying to hurt us. So you want to? No, That's nobody's ever tried to hurt you. You're trying to kill you." Foolishness. Yeah, I, I was looking at. I I always thought this was so marvelous about Isaiah 55, Terry. Okay, go there and then let's go do the Christmas story. Okay, I was thinking about how everything about how God brought from the from Genesis where he didn't even want us to know about the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, he wanted us to know good, but in contrast to evil, it gives people an opportunity for choice. And his attitude was that he wanted you to choose him. And then you come along later on where God gave the law. And these are, this is the law. This, he made it so clear, mm -hmm. so clear and mm -hmm. so plain that we could say, this is wrong. These are the consequences. But if you'll obey, this is the blessing. Then Jesus comes along and even says, I'll make it easier for you. I'll pay for all the bad stuff <laughs> right, right. that everybody's done, that whosoever will may come. And if you'll follow me and, and choose me, then I've come to show you and give you everything about God that is good again. So we're back to God being good. But I was just looking at Isaiah 55. I always thought that was such an amazing chapter. It starts off and says, ho, Every man that thirsteth. Every I mean, that's, that a, that's a missionary call. Sure it is. You know, well, and it's I, a missionary book. Right. And I just said to our church years ago, I said, let's just make that our chapter uh, for a, a few days here and just call it the ho-ho-ho chapter. <laughs> 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 that we are, we are going to rejoice and give out a message that is so clear and so plain that God, because in this chapter is the one that God says, any man that thirsts come to me, right. for my thoughts are higher. He says, let the wicked man forsake his way sure. and the unrighteous man his very thoughts for my thoughts are not your thoughts and, and my, my thoughts my ways are ways. not your ways for my thoughts are higher so god's always trying to take you higher and what terry and i are talking to you about today is let's leave the low places of life let's leave what the year has been in the past and let's turn to a higher way of thinking and a better way of doing things because that's the way god's always no, trying absolutely. to go is high praise god absolutely well the you know the, the christmas story is what you and I were talking about just before the podcast about all the good things that God brought through the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and that he was here to do exceedingly. He came uh, in that atmosphere of holiness as the angels out there announced it and it just said, glory, glory, glory yeah, to God. <laughs> glory. I'm still saying it today. I know. <laughs> glory. I mean, that word is such a powerful word and they said, I can't imagine what the what the melody line of that whole thing was without them singing out there, glory to God and praises to God that Jesus was here. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Matthew's gospel starts off and it says, you know, the birth of Jesus is on this wise. On this, this is the way it happened. <laughs> this is the way it happened. <laughs> this is the way it is. Everybody listen up and pay attention. That's I'm going right. to tell you how, I'm going to tell you how right. the birth of Jesus came about. And, uh, you know, the angel Gabriel came to Mary That's and, right. uh, Here's she, just a little teenage girl, just a little virgin. Right. She's engaged to an honorable man, a carpenter right. by the name of Joseph. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, this angel shows up to her and says, hey, I've got some good news for you. Right. I've got some good tidings for you. I've got That's some right. things that you need to hear. And uh, he told her some things that would just, I'm sure, blew her away. That's right. I mean, he said, "You, the Holy Ghost is going to come on you, and That's you're right. going to conceive and have a child, and it's going to be God's son, and you're going to call his name Jesus. You're going to call his name Emmanuel, my, God my, with my, us. My, my. God you know, Renee, no us. other, I, you know, as a, as a missionary, <laughs> I've traveled the nations of the world and seen the gods of the world and the religions of the world, and there's no other religion that says God's, God's with us. That's right. 
done. God said, I'm going to call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel. God with us. And uh, there's just not any other religion that says our God's with us. And then Jesus went on, made it even stronger. And he said, uh, I live in you. You know, the the, the scripture says Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Jesus said, my father and I will come and live in you. We'll make our abode in you. We'll walk when you walk and talk when you talk. When you lay your hot little hand on somebody's fevered brow, our hot little hands right inside your hand, laying our hands on their hot little fevered brow. And that's why healing comes. God lives Uh in you. No other religion. No no Buddhist would tell you Buddha lives in him. The Hindus with their 330 million gods wouldn't tell you that one of those gods live in them. That's right. Joy to the world. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, our time has run out for today. We're going to cut it. Oh, no, I'm not anywhere close to through. (laughs) Well, we're going to, we can, you can keep talking a little bit if you want to, but we can. Well, let me just say this, that that Mary said to him, uh, how can this be seeing I've never had sexual relations with a man? Yeah, and he didn't concept. mind that. That, that, yeah. that. Gabriel didn't mind that. It didn't, didn't bother him. No, it didn't Because she asked him. an honest question. It's what Brother Osteen used to call, uh, John Osteen used to call way back in the day, the, some of the greatest questions in the Bible. Yes. He had a whole series on the greatest questions <laughs> in the Bible. My goodness, that was one of them. But that That's angel right. didn't mind her saying, how in the world am I going to have a baby seeing I've never had relations with a man, seeing I'm a virgin? And so he just told her and talked to her about it. And yet he ran over then, that angel left and went over to Zachariah's house, who was the priest of God, and uh, his wife Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin. And uh, and he said, hey, Zachariah, y'all have never had a baby, but God's going to come on your your, uh, wife and Elizabeth, and she's going to conceive and have a son, and you're going to call his name John. And old Zacharias, now, he asked the same question. But it really irritated that angel. That's right. It it been old Gabriel. It yeah. been old Gabriel plumb out of shape because yeah. because that was a little virgin girl and she asked That's an right. honest question That's that right. she just blew her That's away. Right. She didn't have a clue uh, to the answer. But now Zacharias was a priest of God. He should have known better than that. Better. I mean, an angel came to him from God right. Almighty right. and said, "Here's here's the deal," and he said, "Well, how am I going to know this? How am I going by how by what means am I going to know this?" And I tell you, old Gabriel kind of got his got his hackles. Rised, and he probably right. reached for his sword, you know, and he said, let me tell you something. I'm Gabriel, and I have just come from the presence of God to tell you you're going to have a baby, and that's the way it is, and because of the dumb thing you just said, you're going to be dumb, <laughs> meaning mute, meaning you can't speak for nine months. I mean, until that baby's hear, born. We don't want to hear anything. Till that baby's born, say. we don't want to hear anything else out of you. That's right. In fact, in fact, until you say that his name's John, until he's born, and you say his name's John, you're not going to say a word. And I mean, my, I, so my, my. so the same question came yes, from two people, yes. but by two attitudes and two different hearts. And Gabriel didn't mind one of them, and he got really yeah. bent out of shape right, with the other. Right. And he thought, you're going to mess this up with your mouth, old man. You, well, you, you, here you exactly are, a priest right. of God, and you're going to mess exactly this thing right. up with your mouth. And I'm not going to allow it. And so the priest was dumb for nine months. And then when that baby was born, which was Jesus, which was John the Baptist, right. who was Jesus' cousin, uh, they they came to him and said, "Hey, well, you you your son's born. What are you going to name him?" And old Zacharias grabbed him a chalkboard and he wrote on there, "His name's John." And his his tongue was loosed and he was able to speak. What a story! What a contrast! You know, you look at Mary's age, somewhere around fifteen, sixteen yeah, years old, yeah. and Zacharias been a priest in the ministry. Well, look what all these she things. said. She said, "Be it unto, unto me, me according, according to your, to your word." word. 
And, just, and Angel could leave there knowing I've done my job. I've, this girl's going to work. And this girl's going to be all right. Yeah, she's all right. And then Zacharias tried to make the thing religious and. But then Joseph had to get his angel. mind around it because Joseph yeah. was an honorable man. But man, here his girlfriend's pregnant. His his fiance's pregnant. It's going to embarrass him. It's going to yeah. embarrass his family. Going right. to embarrass. And so he started thinking, how can he privately put her away? And yet, yet he was honorable. Didn't want to make an example of her. Didn't That's want right. people to make fun of her. Uh, but he certainly, you know, didn't didn't believe her story. I mean, no. who would? We know babies aren't born that way. But no. all of a sudden, the angel showed up to him and said, let me tell you something, son. <laughs> I, I, I'm, the one that, I'm the one that set this in motion, and it's going to be all right, and you just go ahead and marry her, and right. it's all going to come to pass just the way we said it would. I just always thought that was such, that those were, you know, it's such, Christmas is such a holy, sacred time, and the fact that Joseph and Mary both different in ages and different dynamics, uh, both he was thinking right and Mary answered right. Yeah. And what what caused the angel to show up was that at that specific moment was that Joseph was sitting there honorably as a man trying to figure out how not to make a spectacle of her and put right. her away. Right. And yet God shows up. Yeah. So, folks, lessons you can learn today as we close out is it pays to think right. And it pays to answer right. You better believe <laughs> and that. And then you get the power and the blessing and the miracles of the presence of Jesus in your life. But see, it's always got to come back to the Bible, Renee. Yeah. And if our kids don't get that. No, that's If our right. kids don't get that. That's exactly that's right. That's why that scripture back in Psalm 78, you saw I talk about a lot. It, it says, God told them to put post and put stones, stones memorial in. stones in various places the old patriarchs of the old testament put stones here and put stones here put stones here it says so that the so that the children in times to come the children would ask and even the children yet, yet to, to be, be born, born yes. would be able to tell their children yeah talk to those babies what god <laughs> did the great fact the amplified the bible great, says the great, great facts, facts of what god did for israel so they could say, Mom, uh, I've seen these stones here for all my life. What do these stones mean? And say, right. Oh, honey, that's when God split the Red Sea and we went over on dry ground. Well, that's right. What are these stones over here for? Well, that's when that's when Joshua crossed the River right. Jordan and the and the Jordan River stood up on its on its hind legs and and we went over on dry that's ground right. and we took the promised land right. that God had promised us for hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's what those stones remind us. Well, what about those stones over there? Well, that's, that's when right. God gave us manna uh, from heaven to eat and God gave us quail to eat. You know how much quail on toast is these days? I tell you, that's a high-dollar meal. And, but they had those memorial stones yes. so they could remind the children that this is what God did here. Well, you can you can make real bedtime stories out of once upon a time. Absolutely. Mommy and Daddy didn't have any oh, food. That's exactly right. And we prayed and that's asked exactly Jesus right. to give us some food for the next day to feed us and you kids. And this is what God did. And, you know, and there's just a way to tell your kids yeah, all yeah. the great facts, yeah. how God dealt with you. see, the word says, don't you move those stones. Don't move, don't move the ancient posts that the fathers have said. Yeah. Don't move the landmarks that the fathers have That's exactly what our school systems are doing. No, that's and that's right. exactly what uh, the administration last the year was trying to do. Let's move all the posts. Let's move all yeah. the stones. Let's move all the history so then we can tell it the way we want to instead of telling those <laughs> children the great facts of what God right. has done. Right. And I tell you, I won't stand for it, Renee. I will not stand no, for it. No, we need to be bold about it and, and let God be the the valiant, victorious, deliverer, promise keeper that he is. Well, our time's gone for today. We love you dearly. We're praying 
the abundance of blessings of God, the bounty that God crowns the year with, as Psalm 67 says. And Terry and I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Merry and, Christmas. And, and say over you that you are, as Terry's ministry has been called for decades, you are more than, more than con- conquerors. Right. And, um, and you know, we've been sending money to orphans for yes, Christmas. And yes, yes. People can still do that if they want to. We've gotten in tens of thousands of dollars already, so thank mm-hmm. you for people that have done that and then i'll just remind you you know don't rob peter to pay paul uh, you know if you're giving to our ministry normally we still need to put that minute money <laughs> where it right. belongs we still need to finish this year and finish it in the black and with the ministry so we thank you for what you Amen. send to the ministry but then uh, uh anything designated to orphans we send that to them so uh, we're we're in the we're in the process of getting that all divided out and divide up 12 different homes in five different nations that's right and uh, get that to them for christmas so we appreciate what you've done we appreciate you helping us we appreciate our partners that some have been with us since yes, the 70s do. and others are new and and then we've got them all in between and so we thank you we invite you to partner with us we thank you for partnering with us we certainly uh, covet every prayer you ever pray over us and we appreciate every dime you ever give and uh, we pray for you every day yes, and believe god bless you and multiply your seed sown and and uh, bless your family and bless you spirit soul body family home and ministry in every area of your life that the blessings of god come on you so uh, we just appreciate all that you do. And here it is just two weeks before Christmas, and uh, we'll still be speaking to you every Wednesday. And then, Renee, we're going to start 2018. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, we're going to start 2018 with, with yeah. blood in our eye and yes, fire in yes, our bones yes, and our yeah. sword out and our shield of faith up. And we're going to take the, take the world for Jesus. Yes, we are. I totally agree. You know, we, we hate to tell you goodbye, but we're going to have to today. But remember, you can find us at terrymiseministries.org uh, is our uh, formal website. And then these podcasts are for you at terrymise.com. And anything we can do to help you, we're there to do it. We love you. Tell somebody about the podcast. Our only desire is to help you, bless you, and give you ammunition to fire not only at the enemy's camp, to, but also have revenue and supplies to help the kingdom of God. Have a great week and Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, 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 <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas to God you all. Bless you. Amen. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.